Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. After Tuesday night, so it'll be a grand final edition of Footy Tinder. We'll swipe left and right on some of the biggest opinions in the game and the footy record, the AFL edition. Mick Lovett to join us. Yes, indeed. Sporting Capital with you on a Tuesday night. It is wonderful to have your company, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number to call on the Harcourts open line. You'll move your Harcourts. Uh, for all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. For anything to do with sport, have a yarn to me. Uh, and you can text in at any stage, 0433 98 11 16 on the 40 Winks temper text. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Um, there was a couple of text messages I didn't get to from the Maccas run. Uh, score a one in four chance to win the Monopoly game at Maccas. That's who we do the Maccas run for, funnily enough. Uh, the clue is in the title. Um, so I thought I'd better get to some of those because I did set you a task that after Gil McLaughlin announced today that more than likely next year a 23rd round would be introduced um, and in that round every single team will be in the same city uh, playing at the same venue uh, to have a magic round of AFL uh, just like they do in the NRL at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane every year so too will we more than likely be doing. There's still a few I's to dot and T's to cross Uh, But it's looking like that will go ahead as early as next year, which would be just brilliant, I think, uh, for the game itself. Uh, So I just said, and and I'm always surprised about what we can find negativity in. I I think there's some people in the world that if you offered them a million dollars, they'd find a way to complain about it. Well, where am I going to put it? How much tax do I have to pay? Oh, do I have to carry it? (laughs) People will find something to be upset about in just about anything. So I said to you, I I, I put the challenge out to you that surely you couldn't be negative about this. An extra round of footy, you're not losing anything, you're gaining. And the city that gets to host every year, and it'll be different city each year, well, what a massive boost for them, whether it be for for tourism, um, money coming into the city, just the exposure that that gives them uh, in and around the country um, and the excitement of having every single team in town. Um, I think it's just a, a great feature round that will do will be fit in brilliantly uh, to the AFL calendar. So I did set the task and sometimes be careful what you wish for. This is from Paul in Essendon. More back pocket wallet talk Hargraves from you. Thank you for spelling my name right. A lot of people forget to put the uh, E before the A after the R. 
Uh, I've got a couple of trolls and they can never get it right. So uh, not that I'm saying that you are a troll, Paul. It doesn't sound like you're a massive fan, but uh, thank you for spelling my name right. Um, more back pocket wallet talk, Hargraves, from you and the greedy AFL. Money, 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 evil, evil, evil. Paul from Essendon. <laughs> I, I don't think I even need to really um, argue back to that. Um, uh, Paul, if you can't see that there is uh, actually a win here for fans... Um, then I'm, I'm sorry um, that that's just not being made uh, clearer to you. Uh, you saw what the airlines did for one game in Sydney. Imagine what 18 teams converging will be like. That's not a reason not to do it, though. That's not a... And it's disappointing that airlines gouge in the way that they do, but it is a supply and demand. It's That's how commerce works, unfortunately, at times. Um if they believe they can sell a ticket for that much and in the end they do, then that's what they will do. Uh, I don't love that. Um, I wish it wasn't the case, but it's not. A, that's not a reason not to host a, a magic round. Uh, another thought, why not incorporate rivalry round with a third showdown, uh, derby, etc. play at the G with the co-tenant teams playing each other and the Marvel clubs doing their thing. Even without this, it's a cracking idea. So Rod in Seaford's uh, looking, to bring, uh, looking to take the idea even further and, and, and tweak it. Uh, the only negative I can think of is what happens when or if there is a 19th team with the footy festival. Go Cats, that's from Scott and Keelor Downs. Well, that is a good question, how they would work that. I'd imagine I'd imagine it would just be that a team uh, has a buy because I don't think any team's going to want to play twice in that weekend. So, again, that would be something. The buy would be something who has the buy at that time when they bring in Tassie in 2027, which we're expecting will be announced some stage before the end of the year. Uh, it would just be that, yeah, someone's going to miss out on that uh, each year. But I wouldn't have thought it would be the team that um, is hosting or one of the, the, the team that is based in the city that's hosting that year's Magic Round. And again, not a reason not to do it, I wouldn't have thought. Flights will be for, through the roof has come around. Season is too long as it is. Well, what this will mean is a shorter pre-season. So, I mean, as far as a footy calendar year goes, it'll be less of a pre-season, another game to be added uh, in the season. So it won't have too big of an effect that way. Uh, another, uh, The buy rounds should be made, the magic rounds each week for three weeks of the buy. All the games should be played in a different city. Also, that's saying that when we have those buy weeks, that, so that's probably less games uh, in uh, for, for a magic round. So now two teams get an extra home game if it's in New South Wales or South Australia or Queensland or WA. Well, it, w- it would be the case, too, if it was in uh, Victoria, wouldn't it? That's just going to be swings and roundabouts. It'll rotate around the place every year. Again, not a reason to do it. Not a re- Sorry, not a reason not to do it, I wouldn't have thought. Grounds will get chopped up playing three games in a day and could lead to injuries. I think we survived okay, didn't we, yeah, before we had the, the multiple grounds or we had fewer grounds that we, we tended to work games off the back of. Uh, it tends to hold up okay uh, in the NRL, although there was a text from someone saying that they don't think it did. Uh, all right, I'll say for that one, because you've got concern for the players, uh, and I like that, concern for the players and their welfare, let's just see how we go. And if, if, if that's the case and someone gets an injury purely based on the fact that the ground was chopped up, um, then I'm happy to hear the argument to pull the pin on it. But again, I think we could at least get it off the ground. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 0433981116. And off the text, bring on Magic Round. Uh, weather could be a factor. Three games in a big storm. I reckon we'll take that risk. 
Um, it would only be Victorians moaning about Magic Round, even though they already get several games a week. That's from Ben in Adelaide. So there we go. Um, teams from whichever state hold the one-off round have an advantage of an extra home game. Uh, that's coming through uh, as well. Um, how, I mean, is that going to be for one year, one round, that you're going to that that's going to have a, a massive impact on the outcome of the season, that the grand final will hinge on that very thing? I, I wouldn't have thought so. But there we go. I said I'd read out the negative against it, and you've, you've provided some of that. Uh, as I said, if you offered someone, Jordan Canellis, a million dollars, I think there would be people that would still find a way to be upset about that. Reckon? Yep. Probably. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, there would be. Uh Explain this magic round again, please. Will it just be an extra round each year? So you're not losing a home game. Um, it's you, You're getting an extra round. And in that round, every team will be in the one city and play at the one venue over the course of the weekend. Um, it's been great for the NRL. It'll be great for us too. Uh, are we doing some footy tinder? Yeah, let's do it. All right. On the Sporting Capital, it's time to start swiping with footy tinder. Uh, this is where we give some big opinions or put some uh, uh, possible uh, thoughts and ideas on the table. We swipe left if we don't like them. We swipe right if we do. We get one super like. We swipe up. It works exactly the same way that Tinder does. If you are trying to decide on someone you'd like to date, this is where you're trying to decide whether you agree or disagree with one of the big opinions in the game. And you get one super like a week. Any more than that, you've got to start paying, and that's a problem. Uh, where are we going, Jordan Canellis? Hello. I've got a couple of uh, couple of original ideas, couple oh, of, hello. couple of ones that we've heard from some footy experts today. I'll start off with a general one because we are in grand final week. Yes. Let's talk about the match itself. This grand final will be won and lost by the key defenders. Deconing, uh, maybe Blitzarf's getting back at one well, end. Well, I was Stewart. about to say I'll swipe left, but I, I, I think I'll swipe right. But I always no, say the that... Cardin's I, at the other end? Well, I, I believe they're, they're won and lost by... I, I think that they hinge on key forwards. So by association to that, then yeah, that that works just as well. That if if your if if your key forwards can outdo uh, and outmuscle and outpoint uh, the key defenders in times of the most need, then yeah, I think that helps you go a long way to to winning a premiership. I think these sides are so defined by their defenders. I mean, yes, I know they've got a lot more than just their back six that are their qualities. Both as we heard Ted Richard say earlier on the show, he thinks, and I, I mean, agreeance that both sides are very well-rounded. I've, I've liked the Swans a lot because I think they're a very well-balanced team, but Geelong have, have helped balance out what was imbalanced from last season. So they've added uh, the, the firepower up front. Um, they've got goals coming out of every orifice with uh, Cameron and Hawkins and Stengel and all the midfielders <laughs> as well, who, <laughs> who, uh, who score as well. But, um, but I feel like, I feel like what we see, like the, the most striking thing about Sydney for me is how, how well they defend. And the most impressive thing, as much as the goals are impressive from Geelong, is the most consistently impressive thing from Geelong is their defence and how well they marshal things back there. So that's mm. why I think, I just think they're the most, they're the most impressive aspects to each side. But I would say to this, that the, the thing that has cost both these teams in recent years, the ability to go that one step further, is that yes, their defence was phenomenal and always has been. Um, but it's their attacks that were lacking. So in the, over the last two years, Sydney have corrected that. This year, Geelong have corrected that. They finally, and this is proof in the pudding, that you can have the greatest defence. You can defend with ball in hand and do all that, but you're not going to win the ultimate prize. Both these teams have said, we have a weakness in our game and it's our 
offense. We've they've both corrected it and look at where they find themselves. So I'm actually swapping left. I'm saying it'll be offense that decides grand finals, and I believe it always is. So you've got to be top four offense and top four defense to to get there. Um, I believe that you're gonna have you have to ki- you have to win a grand final. You can't save a grand final. So it's the offense for me. Do you think? Actually, I might I might ask this as a new uh, footy Tinder question. Do you think it'll be a high scoring grand final? Uh, oh, I've been I've been hurt before. <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> it's Tinder, and this is the the context that we ask these questions in. Just like Tinder, you we, you get burnt. And you think that something's real only to find that it's a, a catfish account. So I'm going to say yes, but fully expecting that I could get catfished <laughs> at any point. I'm going to say yes, it right. is. Yeah, I, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not quite sure Swat either. Right. I don't want to commit to it because I feel like finals matches um, are generally lower scoring. But we've seen some great finals matches this season. So I think it could be high, on the higher end. I don't know if both sides will get into the hundreds. But if we get, you know, two sides who are in the 90s like we had... The other day with uh, the Swans and the Pies, and I'll be very pleased. The NRL are more innovative than the AFL. Oh, okay, okay. So, what's the NRL done in recent years? Um, they 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 will they use our top eight system. They have done for a while now, so we'll, we'll claim that. Uh, the six again rule helped the things being more attacking. Uh, they have done a magic round. Um, but then again, we've had you know brought in the stand rule, the six six six. We we were the ones that started out doing uh, indigenous round and 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 rounds like that uh, to be sort of um, to to celebrate. Uh, maybe in in recent years, maybe in recent years, in recent years, yeah, possibly. I, I would say that maybe as a. As a uh, as a as a side question to that, an auxiliary, would you say that the NRL have needed to be more innovative because they have fewer eyeballs on their game? Yeah, I'd swipe uh, right to that as well. I mean, the the rights deal that we just got dwarfs theirs. Um, they're they're going to about to go back to the negotiating table uh, in a year or two, I think it is. But but I but I think that no matter which way you go, a good idea is a good idea, no matter who thought of it. There's a bit of pig-headedness, I think, at times, you know, from sections of the NRL to say that, no, well, that's an AFL thing. I still am baffled by the fact that they don't utilise, and some clubs do, utilise um, kicking coaches from the AFL, but also marking coaches. How many times do you see a winger uh, or, or a fullback or a centre go up for a, a kick that's put up high? and go up and try to take it on their chest rather than take it at its highest point extended because that's just not how they were born and raised to take a rugby league ball. There are some clubs that do it. Nick Malcheski's done it. Dan Merritt's done it with the Broncos. Um, the, the Storm have utilised it, which is why they've probably got some of the best kicking game in the comp. Um, so in that space, no. Whereas AFLs always look to help get help in tackling from whether it be rugby league or rugby. So... What about the things outside the actual sport itself? So the things around the fringes of the game, such as, so this is a, a magic round will be, um, that's that's one. And this might be, I, I might have recency bias towards this. I might just have bias thinking towards this because I'm trying to think of, of answers that justify my point of view. But things like magic round, which is an NRL, I well, mm-hmm. we, we, I don't know if it's been done before the NRL, but the NRL have, have really pioneered it and made it their own. The AFL are looking to take that. Venturing into Tasmania has not is not going to be an AFL original thing. The AFL haven't pioneered that move. It's been as far as a professional sporting team goes, uh, that's been done before. NBL, yep. 
uh, women's sport. The AFL were not the first to that. They've waited and watched other sports through uh, elite level um, women's sports before. I, I know footy has. Well, they been, beat they beat rugby league. I suppose cricket's beaten them. Basketball's beaten them. Um, rugby beat them. sevens have beaten them. The W um, League was around for ten years before the AFLW was. In yeah, soccer. but I would already say that the AFL's gone. The AFLW's gone past the W League in terms of its exposure. Sure, but uh, uh, but I'm just talking about being first and being the sport. Yeah, no, being, that's a fair. Oh, being, oh. being the sport that pioneers the movement rather than sort of waiting and watching and then and then hopping on. It's a fair call. It's a fair call. I think um, Gill went a couple of years earlier on AFLW than they'd intended, maybe because uh, the rugby league were looking to do something similar. So I think. Um, yeah, I think they got in early there, but in terms of the other sports you mentioned, yeah, that's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. All right. The other thing, too, is that when you are the biggest game in the country, though, and they are, the AFL is the biggest game in the country, then you don't always have to be finding a way to catch up. Yeah. You, can't, you do sometimes have the luxury of saying, let's just see how it works for them, and if it works, and it looks like we, um, that'll give us a little bit of a, a test case to go on, and then we can just make it bigger and maybe better and... So there is that luxury that is afforded to you when you are. Yeah. Do you think the AFL cares about when fans go, oh, you weren't the first to do that? No. No, not at all. Not at all. Doesn't hurt their image? No. No, I don't think they care at all. A good idea is a good idea. Mm. I I don't feel like the AFLs are threatened by other sports as maybe other sports feel like they sometimes are with the AFL. Sometimes I feel like, you know... uh, I sometimes feel like maybe, and I love rugby league and I've worked in and around it. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge rugby league fan, but I sometimes feel like they're having a fight with the AFL that the AFL doesn't really, at least not publicly, acknowledge yeah. that it's in. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, put a pin in that. We'll come back. Uh, more footy tinder on the other side of this on the Sporting Capital. You're listening to the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Doing some footy tinder, swapping left or right on some statements that Jordan Canales is throwing up at us. Uh, JK, you've got a final one? Yes, the AFL with Buddy Franklin uh, signing a one-year contract extension. The AFL would have rude if Buddy had left Sydney to go and play elsewhere, even if it was just for one year. Probably unless it was Brisbane or the Gold Coast, they wouldn't have. But, you know, at a, there, when this all happened, if you remember, uh, Andrew Demetrio wasn't wrapped with it. Uh, Gil McLaughlin wasn't wrapped with it. Mike Fitzpatrick made his feelings on it <laughs> very, very well known to Richard Collis uh, in a phone call because they wanted him to go to the Giants. But since he hasn't, and they'll take the, the lesser of the two, but or in there from what they wanted, but he has been a massive boost to the game in Sydney, um, almost immeasurable in the good that he's done. He keeps them relevant for every time he laces them up. And this is one thing that the AFL do when you talk about innovation. They do it so much better than any other sport in markets where they're not the traditional sport that's been played, New South Wales, Queensland. They put so much effort into pounding the pavement, bringing people to the game. What they do with Auskick in those states, I've told the story before, one of my best mate's partners is a drama school up in Brizzy and goes to other schools who don't have drama programs to try and get enrolments. Every time she rolls up uh, to speak in an assembly, there's the AFL. <laughs> um, there's no other sport that does it like that. And even NRL doesn't do anywhere near as much as they should down here or in any of the other states to try and bring people to their game. AFL are relentless in it. Yeah, I think I, I agree. If they if he had gone to to one of the Queensland teams next year, maybe okay. But I think just for the finality of of when when his career ends at the end of next season, we presume. Mm. I think just that that final showpiece and, and putting the ribbon on a career and having that happen in Sydney and having the the you know the fanfare in Sydney, I think will, yeah. will really stamp 
what was a fine career that he had up in, in New South Wales. Absolutely. He, he's, he will go down as one of the greatest but most influ- also most influential players that the game has ever seen. He will be up in a bracket where people will say, I got to see him. Yep. Not many get to reach that status. There are a few, and he will be one of them, that people will say, I saw him. Yep. I, I saw him live. Um, great to chat to you. Mick Lovett's going to join us uh, on the other side of this uh, to just go through this week's edition, the AFL Grand Final record. We'll speak to him next. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Well, there's not many more things as synonymous with going to the football as the AFL record. So I would always think this, that when I was growing up and was coming down from Bendigo to go to the footy with my old man and you get off the the train at Richmond Station and you walk up, the first item on your checklist before going into any game of footy was, I've got to get my AFL record. And then you get your seat and then you'd get your pie and then you got older and you'd get your beer as well. But nothing uh, is more... Uh, in, entrenched in the footballing experience as the AFL record is. Mm-hmm. And they've put out their grand final edition uh, in the build-up to Saturday's massive clash between the Cats and the Swans. Won't miss a moment of it on SEN. But it's a real source of pride amongst SEN that our company actually now puts together the AFL record. The man that's been at the helm of it uh, is the editor and has been doing it for 25 years is Mick Lovett, who's been good enough to have a chat to us on the Sporting Capital. Hello, Mick. Good evening, Sam. Uh, Mick, uh, you and I have a, 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 a history that goes way back because you actually did your journalistic cadetship with my old man. Yes, Peter, up at the Ballarat Courier, survived two very cold years up there and we got up to a fair bit of mischief. I know, I and imagine. from what I'm told, none of those stories can be told on air. But uh, <laughs> So it's, I always love being able to catch up with you at this time of the year. Um, 25 years. Oh, I started at the AFL late 96, so 97 was my first year. Yeah. And um, so this is 25. Actually, it's 26 because we did an extra one in 2010 when there was a, um, a replay. Yes. And uh, the pies uh, got up uh, the week after. And um, but anyway, we'll go 25 years. And uh, it's changed so much. I mean, just the, the way the record was produced, uh, print production techniques, uh, ownership. I mean, I've worked uh, for the AFL and for Jeff Slattery Publishing. Then I went back to the AFL and now here at uh, SEN uh, under the esteemed leadership of uh, Hutchie. Absolutely. Um, so in the 25 years, is there, a, and is there an issue that stands out to you from a grand final point of view uh, above all others? Is it the drawn year or is there another one that comes to, you, to your mind to go... I the drawn year. Now, I'll, t- I'll put aside my Geelong uh, bias and I could say <laughs> 07, 09 and uh, yes. 2011 were pretty good. But I must say, 2010, uh, I s- stood in the, um, in the members, uh, MCC members with a colleague, Gary Hancock, uh, our production editor, and he's a mad uh, Collingwood supporter. And I-, I don't follow either side and I was nearly having uh, a heart attack. So I'm thinking... This is going to be tight. It's going to be draw. What do we do next week? And then you remember all the players slumped to the ground and nobody knew what was going on. And then my phone was just going off and because we were going back that night to produce a premiership magazine, which we'll be doing on um, Saturday night as well after this week's game. And we got back there and we had nothing to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we had to sit around for, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours and figure out We've got to do a, uh, a grand do another final one. replay. We've got to do another one. So we went back and had a look at what they did in 1977 and uh, the VFL back then yeah. um, uh, produced another one. 
and we we did a lot of uh, improvising, cutting and pasting, um, rehashed a bit of what was already in that record. Uh, had a we broke down that game, that drawn grand final. I I, I reckon there must have been five thousand words written about that grand final, <laughs> the, the drawn one. And um, anyway, we got it all together, and we had it out by the following Thursday. So it's, starting it's from scratch. The, what, the work you guys did during COVID as well was extraordinary. Um, when people weren't able to go to games, but we went to digital and we went, found all these other ways to make sure that people could still um, interact uh, and still get their AFL record. And, and I think what I love about it is that it, it, there's so many evolutions in it and what you're adding to it and the stories that it tells, but there are some things that will stay the same where you can score... Uh, you can still keep your own score, which I know a lot of the commentators do. Um, there's things of it that will never, ever change. I actually steal so much from the pocket profiles of the players. <laughs> of one, my, whenever we're doing um, – whenever we do Richmond, one of my favourite stories, it's the one that just sticks in my mind because I think it sums up what Liam Baker is as a player. But when he had his dream job in the pocket profile, it was his dream job if you weren't an AFL player. He put bricklayer. That's right, yeah. And I found that to yeah. be really endearing. Yeah. And I thought that tells us who that guy is and what he's about. So That's... I find that you find out a, a bit about the players and it's a great tool that I use as a commentator to to put some levity into it or, or just to reveal a little bit more about what we know uh, of the players. So it, I think there are so many different ways that the AFL record connects with people um, and, and provides things for people. And it's as big a part as going to the footy as, as, as anything. So what can we expect when we roll up uh, to the MCG for those that can um, and those that aren't? Do you be able to obviously buy your copy as well? What uh, what's the uh, the feature for you that's standing out in this year's edition? All right, well, there's, there's a couple. Uh, first, just going back to your point about the, keeping the scores and um, the goal kickers and, and yeah. uh, that, that tradition. Uh, great news uh, because the last two COVID years we've had we've done a retail edition which we sell yes um, you know, on the Monday leading into the grand final and um, and obviously the game wasn't played here, but. Um, uh, Prior to COVID, we'd always have the the latest teams in the match day edition. So you'd have um, uh, the twenty. I don't know what they select now, twenty five or twenty six. I know it's changed with with many subs and things. Um, so we'll have the the final teams when they're announced on uh, Thursday night. We'll bring back the uh, the ground, the oval. So the players will be in position now. They don't start in those positions as we all know, but it's some people love that. Mm. And I've had I had dozens of emails in the past two years. Where's the Where's the oval? We want the final teams, and you're trying to explain with, with costs, and we're trying to you know, save a few dollars. Yep. As you mentioned, there was that first year of COVID when, when there was no footy. We, I don't know how we kept going. We were doing a digital edition, and it was very hard. Yeah. But anyway, with um, management um, have, have agreed that we should bring it back for that. Uh, for so when you go, you get, you'll get this at the game on Saturday when you walk into the G, whatever time the gates open, and you can also buy. a Copy online at aflrecord.com.au and that'll be sent to you next week if money for people who collect the record. So that's one one point. Um, I guess uh, Ash Brown, Ashley Brown, not Hash Brown, <laughs> Ashley Brown, our uh, senior writer, uh, I think I said her in a staff memo, he'd have writer's cramp, his fingers must be worn out, but Ash has researched, interviewed, uh, Past champions, uh, the current CEO. I know we're going to talk about that in a minute of the AFL. Yes, because that it's been a big week for publicity uh, yes. for the AFL record. We, we don't normally make headlines, uh, Sam. We're, we're just <laughs> well, a, haven't you well, ever? 
We're just a quiet, um, traditional part of the game. We're, we're just like a somebody in the back pocket or half-back flank mopping up and doing our job. Inoffensive, uh, just a, a publication for all. Yeah, but uh, uh, Ash came back all excited. He'd, uh, he'd pre-arranged this interview with Gil oh, months and months ago. And uh, and because you've got to go through the uh, the uh, AFL media, media department yep. and, and and Jay Allen and uh, and Brian Walsh are fantastic uh, allies of the uh, and pre, prior to that uh, Patrick Keane great supporters of the, the footy record yeah. and the season guide so anyway um, they uh, yeah they said that's fine we'll set up the interview with Gil which was done oh, now I've got to try and think it was done last week leading into the prelims yeah so. Um, and uh, so Ash wrote, wrote the story, and we, in fairness, we we had to run it past uh, uh, Gill and 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 the two and the, and guys the team yep. from the from the comms team, and and they were fine. There were a couple of little minor tweaks, but obviously they saw the question the, the one about Patrick Cripps, and uh, I guess we had no idea at that stage uh, that Patrick Cripps was going to go and win the Brownlow, and Gill had some controversial things to say about his suspension that was overturned. But not about him as a winner, no. uh, because he didn't know that he'd won at that point. And, it, and I felt like maybe it wasn't portrayed to Patrick in maybe the the exact uh, light that it was intended and that it was expressed in by Gil, because it wasn't a criticism of that he won. No. It was a criticism of the process and the fact that he, with all the work they're doing um, to protect the head, that he'd got off on a technicality. So yeah. all the work they're doing, and for it to be a technicality that yeah. got him off, um, which was the, the 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 instructions to the jurors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I could understand where he was coming from on that one. I, I think probably um, Patrick will be understanding now of, of where Gill stood, and I think any fair-minded person who saw that incident believes that he should have been rubbed out for two weeks. Um, and good on him. He... he he was able to take mm. advantage of the, the legal um, yes, the, system. And I don't know if it was a loophole or whatever it was, but it's going to be changed. The uh, failure to afford procedural fairness. That's, uh, that's the That's the... Yep. That's, uh, that was the... the um, uh, what do they call it? The uh, you're the journo. Um, that's that's the, 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 well, that's the description. That's yeah. well, that's the technicality in which or the adjudication um, that was handed down. So um, that phrase um, obviously really upset Gill. And given that he lost by a vote, I said last night, probably upset Lockie Neal a fair bit too. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it, it, it probably would have. But I was at the Brown on um, Sunday mm. night. I got used to saying that Sunday night, not Monday night. Yeah, um, and. And he was so well received, Patrick Cripps. It was a very he's a champion. Obviously, yep. people talking about you know, but just park that to one side. Yeah, his speech just he absolutely nailed it. Humble, um, yeah. You know, and and Carlton should but, be so grateful, Carlton fans, to have a, a leader and a person of his quality. Absolutely. not to mention his playing ability. And I would much rather someone win it mm. with a questionable situation hanging over their head than someone lose it like, for something that was a 50-50 or like a question. Corey McKernan. Yeah, Corey McKernan, yeah. Um, Chris Grant. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I, <laughs> there's uh, we, we have enough hard luck stories in oh, life for, yeah. to get a bit of good luck. And, and, yeah. and look, Cal Archie might not agree, but yeah. um, like I thought the incident was suspendable, um, but there's a technicality and I, and, and I can separate the two and, and think that at the end of a Brownlow night, I'm glad that we don't have an asterisk next to the name at the top yeah, yeah. Um, of the vote count. But others might disagree. Um, call me 
Call me sentimental. Hey, um, so this record, so there's a fantastic interview with Gil that's already uh, just doing the rounds and <laughs> AFL records popping up as being requoted and repurposed uh, all throughout the land, which is brilliant. Um, what else should we be excited about, about what's coming up in well, this? Well, we've got uh, Ashes, as I said, has been very busy. So we've done a, um, like the revenge flags, the sides that have lost a, a a grand final one year and come out and beat the same side the following year. So, oh, there's think, some rippers in oh, there. Oh, yeah, and it's not that long ago. 2005, the Swans, you know, Leo yes. Barry, you, uh, Leo Barry, you star. What was that? 86, 87, Carlton, yeah. Hawthorne. Yeah, so West Coast reversed it the next year, 2006. Uh, Carlton and Hawthorne, 85, 86. Uh, 86, 87. 86, 87, sorry. Hawthorne, Essendon. Hawthorne, Essendon, 83. 84, and, yeah, and, then, and, uh, and that actually, Ash being a, a mad Hawthorne supporter. <laughs> that would have hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, he, uh, he interviewed Simon Madden, the, the SN, former Essendon champion, rugby, yeah. to see what had happened turned around in 84. And, he's, and I, a lot of older footy fans like me would remember this. After the 83 grand final, the, uh, the teams go back to the hotels, one of the hotels in town, I think it might have been the Southern Cross or something back in those days. And Sheed's got up and absolutely ripped. He didn't want anybody to be looking like they were... You know, enjoying the night, be, be satisfied with uh, getting into the grand final because that was Essen's first grand final in a long time. I think since about nineteen sixty-eight or so, mm. and he absolutely ripped into them. And they trained their backsides off over summer. You, you asked Tim uh, when, when uh, next time you see yep. Tim, and they were driven. And sure enough, they, as luck or fate uh, would have it, they played Hawthorne the following year, and that was when. They smashed Hawthorne the last quarter. Yes. Leon Baker doing the, the yep. funny little goose step uh, <laughs> in the last quarter. I think Tim had a hand in things too. And, he would and have. Simon was one of the stars, of course. So, yeah. That's yeah, cool. and then they, they went back-to-back uh, -back in, in, in 85 in as well. 85. So they got revenge twice against yeah. the team yeah. that well, beat them in 83. That, that might be one for next year. Um, so the other the other one uh, we've done is a uh, uh, Ash has had a look at uh, the, the great footy songs because it's... Um, it's, oh, uh, well, isn't that contentious this week? How much whinging have we heard about songs after goals? I, oh. the, I think this is the second most whinged about thing all year since yeah. the descent rule. Yeah, uh, this well, is extraordinary. The amount of carry on about something uh, so minor. Yeah, I think I've got an idea. Someone told me they they might be turning the sound down a little bit this, uh, this I, week. I, well, Gil was on today and said they're just not doing it at all for oh, the grand okay. final. Well, there so you go. you're you're, you're yeah. right up to. It. But um, so it's fifty years since the Fable Singers uh, produced all what was then the twelve uh, VFL club songs. Yeah, and uh, and there's a great backstory. They just recorded in a studio not far from uh, here down in South right? Melbourne somewhere. They they got in there and they did it in less than a day. They were just given uh, the, the, the words on a bit of paper and they recorded all 12 in one day and they got nothing. I think they just got a, a couple of, um, I don't even think they got paid. They got some, something like uh, some bit of contra or something like that. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that, that's fantastic. That's very exciting. So not only that, but there's uh, a 10-year catch-up with Ryan O'Keefe, who won the Norm yep. Smith in Sydney's last premiership, uh, which was over Hawthorne. Um, all the stats, all the comprehensive analysis, the preview, and a round-by-round -round review of an extraordinary 2022 season. Uh, Mick Lovett is the editor of the AFL record. We're incredibly proud that it is uh, put together uh, inside the SEN building, uh, and it's going to be another bumper edition for you to take with you to the grand final. Mick, congratulations. Your 25th year, but your 26th AFL grand final record. Um, it's It wouldn't be what it is without you. Thanks so much for having a chat to Good us. Idea. Lovely, Sam. Uh, Mick Lovett, make sure you get your copy of the grand final edition of the AFL record. Uh, when we come back, it'll be almost time to just...
bid you farewell from a sporting capital point of view. But off the tee, myself and Nick Ahern uh, is up from 8 o'clock. And then future stars, myself and Liam Pickering for Bravo Management. And we've got some very special guests on that. How do you put together a grand final list? Well... Stephen Wells from the Cats uh, and um, Simon Del Rimple from the Swans will tell you. You're listening to the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEM. A uh, couple of your texts before we get stuck into Off the Tee, which is coming up at 8 o'clock. Myself and Nick Ahern, Cam Smith's first win on the Live Tour and all the other major issues in golf we'll discuss. And then uh, Pickers is in for future stars for Bravo Management. How do you put a grand final list together? Uh, we'll speak to um, Simon Dalrymple from the Swans and... Uh, uh, and Stephen uh, Wells from the Cats. Uh, before we say goodbye, uh, Corey and Seaford, perfect summation. Sam AFL feels no threat. They have cash and are willing to spend it for the right reasons. Mostly. That's from Corey. little caveat at the end. Uh, Rashad says, gents, there are no financial bananas for originality. I'm fine with the AFL taking ideas from other sports, tweaking them. If what we end up with is a season like we've just had, a TV rights deal that sounds great and money in the AFL bank for future tweaks, you can keep NRL originality. I think we're pretty damn good. Interesting program. Thanks, Rashad. Hey, thanks for your uh, kind words, Rashad, uh, and for texting in. Uh, Greg in East Ringwood. East Ringwood. Oh, he just put it all as one word, East Ringwood. <laughs> Sounds like something from the Tolkien book. Uh, East Ringwood. Maybe the magic round could be the magic season where each team plays each other once. Stop the magic or illusion. Uh, and off the text, Geelong weaknesses is pressure. If Sydney attack come in hard, it'll be like 2008. They're up and get beaten in momentum. Uh, we had a super round this year in Melbourne. Super Rugby had every game in Melbourne uh, back in May. It was brilliant. All games were at Amy Park and brought supporters from all over the place. Don't tell me that grounds not holding up is a problem when you've got actual scrums tearing up the turf. The surf is still held up. That's Chris in Batemans Bay. Uh, and Joe says, Sammy, well, I don't get why they played the song so loud after the goals, but when the teams run out, you can hardly hear them. There you go, Joe. We'll just uh, turn it down for the songs. Off the tee next. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.